0: Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast where we're bringing to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Stefan. He is the founder of Survey Anyplace. Thank you so much for being on here today. It's a pleasure having you. And to start off with, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, thanks for having me. Um, so my name is uh, Stefan. Um, I'm uh, I started uh, sort of any place like um, six years ago and before that um, I am um, like from an educational background. I'm, a, I'm an engineer. Um, I studied mechanical engineering, but then went um, like on the job um, more into um, um, computer computer engineering. I worked in IT in uh, like a major ben- Belgian bank mm-hmm. and then afterwards I am. Um, I got in, in in consulting, like in companies like Price Coopers and CSC. Um, but then I, um, I wanted to um, to make something myself, um, like a, a piece of software, and, and in the same time that was um, like um, the 2008, 2009. Um, it was the um, the advance of um, of SaaS software, software as a service. So it became easier to um, to make, um, software and, and to host it. Um, cause you didn't have to, uh, to, um, to buy servers and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, um, after like 15 years in a, in a normal job, let's say that I decided to quit and to, um, to start something myself. Uh-huh. And that's, that's
0: very unique. And because you mentioned that you wanted to start something, not that you had, you know, a problem with something that was out there and then decided that you were going to, build something around it. So I, I'd like to know a little bit more about how that transition kind of happened. Right. So you were working somewhere and you already knew that you wanted to build something, but you didn't necessarily know what it was. How did you come up with the idea to create survey and a place? Um, Was there, was there a specific event that happened where you were dealing with something and you noticed it, or was it more of you going out and doing market research on what could have been, you know, a, a good product to bring out into the market?
1: yeah it was more like the second um, basically but without a market research because uh, i'm an engineer and um we um uh, when we start we start just building something uh, like without market research whether that's right or not um, we can discuss about that but um yeah the the um i wanted to experiment um and also train myself because um if um you're working for 15 years and um, I, I was not I wasn't at management level so you lose the real technical skills the technology had changed in, in all these years so I wanted just to make something to um, to train myself or to to to, um, with, to familiarize myself with the new technologies um, so without really knowing that this was going something that, that business really want to, to, to buy yeah. so what I did was um, it was also the, um, let's say, the first day of of, of the of the iPads and, and tablets and so it was around uh, 2010. Um, I created um, an application to make quizzes quizzes on uh, on tablets on the iPad. Um, basically, um, first I did it for um, my my daughter's uh, birthday and to make a quiz about her with pictures and so really nice. Um, and then, yeah, afterwards I decided to make a website um that uh, a web application basically website and web application that people could, um, do themselves their quizzes, um, via the web application, uh, without having to, um, to, to program uh, that you could just enter the questions and uh, the quiz was, um, uh, displayed on the, uh, on the iPad, which was really nice. I mean, it was a basic application, but, but it worked and it, it gained some traction, not only from just consumers, but also from, uh, from companies. Like I remember like, um, we had um like someone from at&t like the telecom uh, company in the us also um verizon Wire- wireless not of telecom company. i mean they don't use it i mean at that large scale eh? but they um they used it actually for their um employee some mm-hmm. employee mm-hmm. events um and they um yeah they gave some nice feedback so then uh, i mean that's good to, to to hear and then um slowly we um yeah we begin to discover what the customers really wanted and then um, basically um, yeah, the first name of the product was tablet quiz yeah um, and then we transitioned into a survey any place um, which was more mobile surveys but also quizzes and 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 like a mix between um, quiz and surveys um, something that we um we saw that was really um, really in demand yeah to to be an alternative for the Traditional boring surveys or surveys yeah. that were yeah. perceived as, as boring. Yeah, so
0: that's very cool. And one of the questions I wanted to ask is essentially how, or I guess after you rebranded and, and named it Survey sort of Anyplace, what was the most successful, um, you know, strategy as far as acquiring new customers?
1: Yeah, in the beginning, acquiring new customers was uh, especially from the network um, because yeah, some network from. Uh, my previous uh, job um so we had some uh, yeah, some large belgium banks for example um that uh, tried out software and also became customers um and then also i we quickly um yeah teamed up with my partner also mark um, and he had also um he had also a commercial background um so also via him um, we we we've Achieved some or acquired some um, some some customers, um, but then in the second phase, of course, I mean your network is um, has uh, comes to an end at a certain point. Right. Um In second phase, we um, it, it's especially um, like uh, content marketing and SEO. Um, so in the beginning, it was slowly, um, but um, yeah, when you do it long enough and then you're persistent enough, then. It's really a nice uh, flow of of, of yeah. new, um, of new uh, leads uh, every every month mm-hmm.
0: especially with SEO or like content marketing if you're not pay, putting like pay dollars behind it or anything like that it's more of a long term game where it takes some time to get some traction behind all that work but that's awesome because you didn't have to put any money into it. It was just you know kind of doing the work and then waiting for it to actually come to fruition into what you mentioned earlier, which is um, you know daily. A daily amount of leads coming in. Um, with that being said, what's essentially, cause you're mentioning, um, you know, a little bit more of an enterprise level customer. Is that the, the, like your, would, would you say that a, that's your perfect customer, um, more bigger companies, or are you looking that, are you seeing that more SMBs are also using, um, serve at any place?
1: yeah they're both using it so if you're um, depending on on inbound, on the inbound channel then everything um uh, like every there's a wide variety of types of 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 customers or companies that um that that um that flow in let's say you, you don't have really control about it mm-hmm. so but the ideal customer is is really um more mid size not really small but certainly also not the big ones because uh, the big ones the sales cycle takes too long um and um yeah you have to um being in touch with multiple um, people um at, at the um at company level and then uh, it, it's uh, it's more administration it's more work um so we prefer to um to deal with companies where there's still one person who has um uh, yeah who is the boss to say it in, in an old-fashioned yeah. way who says uh, we prefer a quick yes of course but we prefer also a quick no yeah um that's yeah if, if it doesn't need it then mm-hmm. no and then we go um, on to the, the next one and that right. with size companies you can easier yeah. you can it easier and, and quicker than with large companies and it's more like yeah uh, maybe you should go in that other department, and then uh, then again uh, so, so you have to build a relationship with someone else and so in a mid-sized corporation you can Deal with the owner or with uh, with um, with the CEO or with someone else of the directors, Mm -hmm. and then uh, you um, you quickly know whether you can do something or not. Right, that's our ideal customer.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense because, like you mentioned, like talking to enterprise companies or something like that, you have to go through many many people before you even get you know whether it's going to be likely to be a yes or a no for you. So it, it it is kind of you know it holds you back a little bit because you're spending so much time doing something and it, it, it's going to end up being a no or it's going to end up being a yes, but you don't know, but you're just investing a lot of time. So, but I guess the, you know, obviously it's going to be a bigger deal too. So that's also something that you can take a look at and kind of keep in the back of your head when you're doing those bigger deals. But essentially it makes total sense. Um, with that, how did you figure out, um, you know, the pricing structure and how successful has being having a freemium, uh, as one of the offerings that you have,
1: yeah, the pricing in the beginning was um, uh, to be honest, um, more um, based on on the competition or what it, what exists exists in the market already. So the business model is not that uh, um, evolutionary. um it, we we differentiated more like with the features like we had like offline special mobile capabilities. It looks um really nice and um, much nicer as, as the um as the other solutions um out, out there in the time um, we have also like gamification features like scratch cards and so and um, so all things that make it um uh, like more um more relevant and more fun for the respondents yeah? and so you can uh, collect more uh, responses for the, from the surveys mm-hmm. so um but for the pricing and um, so we um, based on the on the competition at in the first stage um, and then yeah currently we um we released some some higher um, pricing uh, plans or higher, uh, higher tier plans um and and there we we just experimented um because um these are prices that are not mentioned on the website so it's just a contact sales uh, button and then you can just experiment um with uh with some prices and if you never hear that it's too expensive, then you probably have to uh, raise your price. Mm-hmm. Um, you sometimes have to hear that it's too expensive, and if you hear that it's too expensive uh, in software, of course you you still want to sell. Um, you, I think you have to 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 have an elegant way to give a discount or like um, reducing the volume a little bit or reducing the number of, of administrations or, or sorry administrators or something else, um, that you can, um, still have the deal, um, at, at, a, maybe at a discount when they, um, when they don't, when they really don't have the budget for it.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And as far as user onboarding goes, how does it differentiate when you have someone joining through the freemium or someone joining through one of the paid programs?
1: Yeah, the freemium, um, So we have the the free plan, but the the free plan is only 20 responses per month. So you cannot do really um, large scale, um, even mid scale surveys with it. The the, the free plan is really just to test. Um, So um, most of people start with the free plan or the free trial of of the professional plan or one of the paying plans. Um, And then, yeah, you really have to to follow up um, very well um we don't have lots of automation for that yet um it's it's mainly manual work if if we uh, see that someone is in in our segment in our buyer close to our buyer persona we uh we do best to um to follow up to help them um we we have really good customer service (laughs) i may say because uh, we um we are really responsive because i work with a lot of other SaaS companies also i mean better known SaaS companies like Intercom or Recurly or Zephyr um, um, but they they never <laughs> respond uh, that uh, quickly as we do. Um, so, yeah, it's a question to follow up very well and then um, and and then they um they probably convert into the the pain plans. Good,
0: that's good to hear. And as far as this might be a little bit hard to answer, but essentially, at this point in time, if you look back into what you've been able to do yourself and your team has been able to do for survey Anyplace, what's one thing that you would you would have done differently if you could
1: yeah it's indeed not so easy um like in in hindsight it's always uh, easier to say of course but um, the um we um we were shooting a little bit too um too white uh, in the beginning um of course we were um uh, we were aware of that but um we always thought with the inbound that we would see that a certain customer segment would um would have higher traction or would be more interesting than than another one um it was not so obvious we uh, really had, had customers from from everywhere um or from everywhere from every segment from every type of of, of, um, of company uh, even non profit and so on um, well we we quickly we quickly figured out that profit was not our thing, but um it was also easy to um to just from the inbound uh, to determine which segment is is our ideal uh, ideal customer. Mm-hmm. then we yeah we 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 struggled a little bit with that first we we uh, target more like people um from marketing agencies and afterwards more education like training uh, managers at at corporation um so it took a while um before we um we, we have uh, we had figured out who was our our major major target mayor major um like ideal ideal customer perhaps i mean with with some methods that we that we know we we know we currently now know um like better customer interviewing better customer development and uh, we could have done that much faster
0: mm-hmm. okay and would you say that's been one of the most challenging
1: things that you've had to overcome
0: uh throughout you know building the product?
1: Yeah, certainly, because um we um it's a bit uh, uh, between science and and emotion there's maybe not a really clear clear method for that. For other companies, it might be immediately obvious that mm-hmm. this is the one and the other one is is, is not not good because it's not profitable or, or another reason. Um, but for us, it was not the case. It was always like hesitating, and um, we really didn't have a, a good method to um, to decide which one. And then, if we went more to one direction, and there came another interesting one um from another segment, and, and then we were thinking, okay, we should be, we should not leave that on the. Uh, if if you don't take him, we leave money on the table. Yeah. Um, but then you you do one more feature for that one and then uh, you know how it goes that was really different i think mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and as far as the the roadmap and the future of survey any plays what is what is the number one thing you're currently working on as far as whether it's features or just one thing that you're really you know focusing most of the time on
1: well now we um it, it's um we have just released a new f- new feature it's, it's more than a feature it's, it's almost a product on itself. Um so basically um for the evolution because we, we exist already for, for more than five years. Um, in the beginning it was more like customer feedback surveys um and the differentiator was um like um that we have um make it a good experience a great experience for the respondent and by 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 doing that we, we collect more responses mm-hmm. uh great is like the gamification and the fact that it uh, looks nice that there is interaction and so on and so on um and now we i mean we we, we do still do that but we, we are we have moved more towards um like um personalized um, results inside the survey or inside the questionnaire and also afterwards and more um towards um, instead of customer feedback i mean we still do that eh? um but um, also lead generation and assessments and um, so for example you put um Questionnaire on your website to ask a couple of questions to the the prospect, and then you give them a recommendation. And that recommendation can lead to one of your products or services, but it can also be like mixed, um, semi-commercial. Um, so that's very interesting. You see that a lot on on, on websites, um, and um, it it requires a little bit more complex um, surveys or questionnaires, like with logic and so on, that uh, depending on the question or on the answer of a question, a certain result is given. Um, and and that's more like our um, way forward now Uh, and we just released some something new called reporter and that's um, uh, the capability to generate an individual uh, like a personalized PDF report after the uh, assessment okay we are really the only one now that's for that uh, combines like the questionnaire creation and the um, PDF generation in, in one single tool um, alternatively, you, you have to use the Zapier and other tools to, to, to link it, but it's quite a hassle. Uh, I mean, we know it because we have done it for customers before we had this solution. Um, but that's certainly the way forward. It's like, uh, in fact, you can see um, in marketing, there's two main streams. There's a stream like more like uh, towards content marketing. Um, Instead of drink Coca-Cola, you say okay, you uh, you create content around uh, around Coca-Cola or your brand Uh and convince people. And then, secondly, you have the trend towards personalization, Um, like you use data that you have from 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 your audience to personalize the message. Uh But but we are a little bit at crossroads. I mean, we we uh, apply those principles on surveys or questionnaires, and how can you make a questionnaire? Um, personal, like, like by giving using the answers on the questions, give personalized content. Yeah? For example, you, um, we have um, Capgemini is using our, our, our tool um, to to make an IT security assessment. Okay, you um, you enter your um, you answer a couple of questions, and then you get a maturity level. Like you have four out of five in terms of maturity, and here is how to go from four to five. These are personalized recommendations that's really personalized content marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also the future, not, not only for, um, for surveys, but uh, for, for marketing as a, as a, in, in, in a broader sense.
0: That's very cool. What is, what is the, I agree with you. Uh, did want to mention that, you know, content marketing is huge and I think it's just getting better. You see a lot of companies adding personalization. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Instapage, but they've been putting a lot of yeah. behind that. Um, on their pages to essentially make their landing pages more personalized to whatever audience you're sending it to. Uh, So for example, they use different psychographics and things like that to really make that landing page that you're going to be landing on um, speak to you on on a whole different level, which I think is super awesome and very interesting. And it also makes me wonder, you know, what people are going to think essentially when when you see all these things about data breach and all and and whatnot. Um, Some people really like it, and I, I personally think that it's awesome. I think that I would like to think that most people enjoy it because, you know, it's, it's sending you something directly for you. Um, and it's, it's more about you than the product and things like that. Whereas if you don't do that, it could be very generic, very off, um, you know what it's actually the truth. So I think most people like it, but I think there's also going to be those people that think, you know, how do they know all these things about me? Um, how are they able to do all this? Um, you know, based off of just data and stuff like that. So I can see both sides of the both sides of the story, um, but I definitely think that most people are going to be more drawn to it than than what we're looking at now without personalization. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, especially in content, uh, in, in in sorry to, in, in content you have like this long form content and so that is really popular now. And of course, I mean it's it's good, and eh? it's um, but like it's like reading a book or something a long article um or some like let's say um 35 tips to increase conversion mm-hmm. um, or to improve conversion on your website but i just want to um i, I cannot do the 35 all at once so i just want to know the three or the four that are really impact that will have an impact for me mm-hmm. so it's a task of the marketer to to select only those three or four um and okay, maybe I have to um, uh, take some questions or give him some more information. Um, but then I'm, I'm willing to do that. If, if in return I get right. this specific or this information that is specifically tailored uh, for me. Right.
0: So, Absolutely. And as far as the sales cycle for you, um, what what does that kind of look like? Do you have a, a in-person sales team that kind of, Takes on new leads, um, or is it all pretty automated? They just have to go to the website to freemium or whatever plan they have, and then the onboarding goes on um, in a very, very automated way.
1: Yeah, basically for the for the lower priced um, plans, um, we have it uh, fully self-service, so fully automated. So they can go for um, like a free trial first, and then afterwards they can uh, just um, just upgrade by um, putting their credit card. Um, but the focus is really, and, and most of the revenue for us is, is is really on the on the higher plans, like on the enterprise and the reporter. Uh, so reporter is a new uh, the new product that I I, I spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is to contact us. Um, so then um, there is um a um, uh, an email sent to our um to to our sales department, um, and it's inside sales basically. And then um, the goal is to um to book a demo really. To book a demo and then to do a quote and then after the quote um they um, they, they accept and then we, uh, we just set up the plan but it's also it's all very i mean it, it's it's semi-automated basically in the sense that i mean yeah if, if the, the quote is, is i mean if you have done it once you, you can reuse it and um, also the, the demo and so you can reuse certain things it's um it's it's um if if we can even automate it more or make it more efficient, I think. Um, maybe we should do some, some extra or some additional effort in there. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I think the human touch there is, is still very important to give yeah. the demo, to ask, uh, to answer the questions, to really have a face, but it's not face-to-face, but it's like 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 we have now a Zoom call and, and you yeah. see each other. And so it it's really valuable. You see, when, when we can see if, when we can do uh, like a, an online meeting with uh, with, with prospects and uh, conversion is quite high
0: yeah i think i think usually for the higher at least for the higher priced um tiers there's definitely value that comes with having a face-to-face like you mentioned or just obviously over computer because you're selling to people all over the world but essentially there there is a lot of value to that and i think it's important to have um you know that for certain occasions, but if, if you can also automate the more simpler tasks, then why not? Um, it just makes everything easier. Now I did, I, I'm going to ask a couple of more personal questions. Um, so (laughs) essentially, and this one kind of tends to get people, but what is, you know, it's a, a little bit just opening up. Um, what's something that you're not very good at?
1: Yeah. Um, it maybe relates to the um to the um to the um, the challenge that we had to um focus on one specific customer segment um so I'm probably not good at making like um hard decisions or um decisions and then not coming back on it not uh, a decision that cannot be, um, uh, turned back. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so we we and, and maybe that holds also for my business partner. So we, we, um, we left the, the options open. Um, and then, um, of course, I mean, um, you, you can always argue whether, if, 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 if you would have taken the the, the, the good decision then then it, and it would be better of course um but um yeah i, I think um being able to um to, to, to decide quicker and, and more firmly um could could have helped in in in, in the beginning mm-hmm. yeah and, and i
0: mean you know it's it's hard making those hard decisions and and it definitely you know it takes what do you call it? I can't think of the word, but it takes a, a, a certain thing to to make those calls and stuff like that. So it's definitely understandable. And I think I struggle with that sort of thing too at times. So it's definitely something that I, I'd like to work towards a little more. Um But yeah, it's, it's always nice learning a little bit more. You know, I feel like you always hear people, especially nowadays on social media, talk about themselves and all the things that they're good at and, and whatnot. But I think it's important to also be vulnerable at times because it puts you in a position where, um, you don't have any other option except for trying to make that better. Um, so that's that's the reason I do this is to kind of get, you know, the people on here to open up a little bit and, and get it out of themselves to know what it is that, you know, they, could, they are struggling with or, or what could essentially be something that helps them become better. Um, so now it's kind of like the opposite. Um, you can let the ego talk a little bit. And essentially what is something that you're most proud of? What has been your biggest accomplishment?
1: I think what, what I'm good at is um, it's also from my previous uh, jobs um, is like um, uh, discovering the needs of a customer and, and to um, offer really a tailored made solution for that customer and for that specific problem or challenge that, um, that, that he or she has. So that's um, that's really what, what I'm good at and um, what we also are good at as a company and and. Uh, and and um often it's the case, of course, in in beginning the like the the qualities or the the mindsets or of of the of the CEO they they flow down in the company. I mean we are not that big yet, so mm-hmm. um, so everybody sees it and, and they they going to act in the same way. And um, so that's something that I'm really proud of, and and also that's I think is a major differentiation um, towards the competition. Um, that we still can. Um, let would say ninety percent or ninety-five percent of our product is standard, and then five to ten percent is uh, customized. But that customized part really makes a difference. It's really the the outside. It's the thing that the customer cares about, especially if the customer is a marketeer. So then, I mean, it's it's important to to have it's really according to um to his own uh, brand or his customer's brand. Um, so um, that's really something that that we are um, that we can do really well. Uh, for example, also if, if a customer asks for a specific data visualization or some something uh, specific uh, change, like uh, with SurveyMonkey or Typeform, uh, you cannot do that. Um, they will say, uh, here is a product, and you have to use it." Mm-hmm. Um, but with us, we can always find the solution. I mean, always, um, not if the requirement is too too exotic. Or, too far away from our product and and of course not. But mostly we can find a solution and customers appreciate that. That's great. It's a service in in software as a service. I'm convinced. I mean, of course it's also because we are not venture backed um, because those companies are more under pressure to really sell software only and not too much services because it's, it's, it doesn't scale too well. Uh Um, But it can add value for the customers and customers ask for it and, and, if, if they want, for example, the assessment to be made by us and so it's also possible. Of course, they have to pay for it. Um, but I think it's it's really interesting also as a bootstrapper to um, to get some money from services um, because you get money immediately um, and you can. Um, I mean, it's it's important to have cash in the beginning to um, um, if you don't have external um, investments.
0: Absolutely, that's really cool. And I think you know, it's it's one of the things that has come up time and time again, uh, in podcasts is doing things that don't scale, especially at the very beginning. Um, and also when, when you're starting to grow and really get some traction, um, I think, you know, like you mentioned, hopping on those calls, uh, the one-on-one, like you can't scale that very much unless you have thousands of employees, but it's, it's important. It adds value essentially. So that's, that's the most important thing, right. That you're trying to do as a business owner, if, if you're not creating value or offering value to, your your customers and there's no really point to be in business and i think you nailed it right uh and you you mentioned that essentially it's a key differentiator from like Typeform or survey monkey and they're not going to be able to do that for you and and that main reason is maybe why you know they're staying with you um instead of going with a different company so it does make a difference in in I think even though you can not scale it, I think it's valuable um, to be able to provide that sort of thing, especially if you can also get additional cash right away from it that you can use um, for for a million other things. So that's that's really cool. Now, hmm. as far as and we're getting kind of close here to the end. So I'm gonna, just going to go through this couple last questions. What is one SaaS company that you look up to that you you just absolutely love? You know what they've been able to do, the the service that they provide, um, their culture, and so on.
1: Um, mm, let me see. It's not so easy because like the the big ones, um, like the Mailchimp or Intercom likes. I'm 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 i look up at them but at the same time i think they're grown too big that the personalization is is, is gone mm-hmm. like um at recently an interaction with intercom was not so really not so impressed about the customer service while i mean they 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 stand for um <laughs> right. the cost, the customer service um so i i think um uh let's let me let me check um like like for example mail shake of, of Susan patel yeah i think that's that's one um that is still it's um, it's it, it's already quite big but um it it, it still has the um, um yeah the things that we also have um like the more um more customer intimacy um and also um good um yeah good customer service and 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 good Really good content and and and, and great products and they they also bootstrapped. So that, that's something that I I look up more um, more up to than than, than the big venture backed uh, companies. Very cool. And lastly,
0: do you have any questions for me?
1: Um, <laughs> what what you because you you are doing these these interviews? We we're always um like um in um. One of the main challenges for um, for for a company like us is, of course, the um, the customer acquisition and the lead generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, but of course, it depends on it depends on the on the value of the the customer lifetime value of your product, which channel uh, is the most um, most um, interesting. But with with our new um, offering, we are going now a little bit higher. So it, we are looking at new channels now that are more expensive um but we are not really ready like um very um we don't have a lot of expertise in, in those channels mm-hmm. so uh, like for co- I, I, the lifetime let's say lifetime value is um or the contract value is um mostly a couple of thousands like let's say two thousand between two thousand three thousand dollars per year and uh, with yearly contracts and uh, paid up forms and maybe with some services here and there and sometimes some service to set up, also a couple of thousand services, um, perhaps. Um, what do you see as, uh, like, in the other people that you've interviewed, and so what What are the main channels?
0: Usually, a, a lot of people are using affiliate marketing, um, which is yeah. very... Yeah, B2B SaaS also? Yeah, yeah, B2B, uh, B2C. We mainly focus on B2B. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of affiliate marketing, so a lot of people are using things like, uh, I forgot the name, I think it's Parrot. Um, and there's a couple of others out there too. Um, if you, if you look at, you know, some of the stuff that the bigger companies have been able to do and stuff like that, they use a lot of content marketing, um, but they get it out essentially to the right people. And, and I want to use, I think Instapage does an amazing job with everything they're doing. Um, yeah. if you take a look at it. I don't know if you've ever seen their Facebook ads or, or anything like that, but they just provide you with a lot of value that doesn't even require you to use their product. Right. So you could, you know, create a content piece that goes around uh and and kind of position it in a way that makes you look like the expert in the survey um, arena and essentially whether they're using survey anyplace or they're using typeform or they're using survey monkey whatever you are able to provide for them is going to give them answers right to to and and ideas on how they can use surveys and how it's going to help their business and learn more about their customers and so on and once you give that value these people and one of the biggest things too prior to, to, to following up on that is that a lot of the companies are having a hard time essentially getting their name out there. Um, it's not even just, you know, acquisition, but actually getting people to know who you are and trust you as a company Um, Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on where, you know, are they going to, you know, how are they going to treat the data that I'm, that I'm, that they're collecting for me? So how, how is that going to benefit my company? Right. Um, and what you want to do is really position yourself as a company that is, that is safe to work with, someone that can trust you. Um, and you can use a lot of different things on there. And one of the things that we do is with Facebook ads, essentially, um, you, you provide value first, right? You can do a lot of really cool things where you maybe have an uh, explainer video telling them mm-hmm. a more about how the product works. But the, the, the thing is that the people are going to have objections. So it's not just, you know, how much is it? That's only one piece of the puzzle. They also have, can I trust the company? Uh, Can they take care of everything that I need? So there's different tiers of objections that you have to get through to actually get to that sale. So first you have to get these people to understand who you are. Then you have to give them ways and options to use your product because if it's only a survey and they don't understand how they can use that to their advantage, then it doesn't really mean anything. And Mm -hmm. then, you you know, are other people happy? Um, so that's when you provide them with testimonials and you can do that sequentially where first they watch a video of you talking a little bit more about survey any place and how you've been able to help companies then you give them content once they watch that video or or have seen that piece of content you give them another piece of content that goes over ways to use it for their advantage and then once they engage with that download a pdf white paper whatever it is you can actually follow up again with uh, an incentive um, or maybe not even an incentive but just you know some sort of a stronger call to action that actually gets these people to want to use your product because they already know who you are. They know people trust you and they know ways to use the product. So there's really one more objection, which is the price or or maybe it's the right time to, to, to actually get the product. So you're just kind of driving them down this funnel online where Mm -hmm. you're teaching them more about your company, what you're able to do, what kind of content you can, or what kind of solutions you can provide. And then if that's still not enough to get them to purchase then you say, okay, well here is, you know, a 10% discount for your first month or an extra month off your uh, trial and so on. So it's, it's really ways to just get people to trust you and, and understand how serve at any place is going to bring value to their company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good advice. Yeah.
0: And, and then of course you have, you know, things like search ads essentially where these people are already down the funnel where they don't need to, they, they, they're kind of shopping around maybe, but they don't necessarily need to be, um, you know, taught how they can use a product. They already know that they need it. They're already looking mm. for it. So you're right there, um, you know, kind of telling them what you can do for them. Um, and, and, and how do you differentiate yourself from the other ones where they already know the solution and that they need it.
1: But yeah, yeah. That's do, you see, of, do you see some cold emails also as a tactic?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, once, you know, once someone, and, and a lot of, there's been a lot of talks between Um, Do you use gated content or do you not use gated content, but I think there's a lot of different ways to approach it. But yeah, I would say that um, cold emails um, are are very, very successful, um, but also lead nurturing the people. So once they, you know, they download a white paper without giving you any sort of of, uh, information on them. Um, you can actually once they do that follow up with a maybe a piece of content that also has to do with the one that you already provided and then on the second one actually have them give you the information so they're already like you know they've engaged already because they got the other piece and they provided you with the information that you needed and then you go into like uh, drip campaigns and stuff like that are just going to keep providing value to the people
1: Yeah, yeah okay nice
0: so that's a little bit of what we do um but thank you for being on here, Stefan. Uh, it was a pleasure, you know, learning a little more about yourself, a little, a lot more about Survey Anyplace and how you kind of, you know, grew this company and still growing it and some of the things that are coming ahead. Um, where can people find you online?
1: So they can find me um, at, um, yeah, just um, on, on, I'm pretty active on, on LinkedIn. So they can just find me on, under my name on, on Twitter. I'm on SDE77 but you can just uh, find it by, um, by looking for my name also um, and then on surveyanyplace.com. Um, that's, um, that's our, our main website. Perfect. That's great. And uh, if you are
0: a SaaS founder, entrepreneur, CEO, or, or some sort of executive at a company and you want to be on the podcast or you want to be part of the SaaS ad lab group, uh, there'll be a link. Uh, there'll be links to everything uh, in the description of the video as well as on podcasts and so on. So, Make sure to go there and, and see what we are able to help you with. Um, thank you all for watching, and I challenge you each to go out and do something that's going ch- to challenge you and uh, that you can uh, use to your advantage to become a better person and just bring value to the community and people around you. So thank you so much for being on here today. It, like I said, it was a pleasure having you, and have a great night for you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course.